Welcome back to Open Mics on the Two Track Mind podcast feed. I'm Liam Toms and with me as always is... Edward Crawley. Good evening, Edward. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Yeah, we haven't had the quite as long rundown as we usually do. Normally do there's mean? more time in between the records, but it's been six days. Yeah, this is we're on the ball. Less has happened, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Doesn't help that I speak to you every day. Although this is the first open mics that we've done in about five, six weeks. So there is, is it plenty as as to that? talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the last episode that Ed's talking about is our Reading Festival special, which dropped uh, just this previous week. Yeah. Uh, you can find that on uh, all good podcast uh, providers, along with all of our other shows, which includes Top 5, where we count down various um, themes or topics within music. Uh, you've got Ask Us Anything, where we pretend that we've got audience questions. Um, and then this show, which is Open Mics, which is our kind of free form, uh, say whatever we want, and sometimes a bit close to the uh, to the knuckle on, on, on certain topics. Some of the topics. Yeah. Uh, we never mean to offend, though. And as always, we appreciate every effort that what we're talking about. We appreciate all the efforts that went into producing the music, whatever it is. Perhaps not surprisingly, this is, I think, the most popular format. I think people like us. Well, uh, we've had some... risking our reputation. We've had some great response by the Running Festival episodes. I had a, a chat with another runner, um, a local guy, who just messaged me and he was like, I think I first went in 1990 or 91. Um... And that descended into a whole load of uh, line-up sort of um, jealousy, I suppose, because some of the lineups he went, he was like, oh, I, I went every year till 2005. And I was like, so he saw Nirvana. So he did, what, 14 years? Yeah, and he did Glastonbury as well in that time every year. So he did, like, Nirvana when they were in the middle of the stage, let, uh, middle of the day, let alone mm. headlining, the wow. famous headline. Set. He saw Foo Fighters when they first played. Oh, the Radio One time. Yeah, it? and um, some of the lineups he saw, and he, I was like, "What was your highlight?" And it was um, Tool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> "All right, someone's got to like them." Yeah, and they're not for me. I know they're popular. They're not for me. Back in the uh, scene at the moment, aren't they? They had an album last year. Yeah. Well, Don't ask me how I know that. I just. Well, no. Well, well done for that. I'll tell you, you who's back on the scene. Go on. If you wouldn't mind indulging me, I've got a set of lyrics for you from a newly reformed band. This is their lead single. Do we get the name of the band before the, the lyrics? or the well, No, band? why don't you guess it? Okay. All right. So, here they are, and you can guess the band. And they are a band, apparently. Uh, a group, or whatever you might will. All right. <clears throat> when I get messed up at the party... <laughs> I make a scene and get upset. But when I wake up in the morning, you bring me breakfast in bed and act like there's nothing to forget. Maybe I should count my blessings that you're just not that type. So call me masochistic. But sometimes I want to fight. What? Every time I leave you, you pull me closer. I hang up the phone. You call me back. Why don't you mess me around like you're supposed to? You're turning me cruel because I'm just wanting you to react. And then it's a, a multitude of haze. You're turning me cruel. I want you to react. Now, it carries oh, I'm on stumped. like that. I don't know who this is. It, it carries on like that with her saying how lovely 
the bloke is. But he's saying, no, I'm a no, and her wanting her to, No, and her wanting him to be that. She wants him to be a twat, but he's perfect. Oh, God. It's a Lewis great message. Capaldi. It's a great message, isn't it? So, looking, I'm looking for a little confrontation. Now, I know the nice guys turn me bad. The less you do, the more it makes me crazy. You're turning me cruel. I just... Uh, it's the Pussycat Dolls. Oh, my God. Um, they're all back together. All five. All of them. So... Scherzinger, Nicola... The other ones. <laughs> so hold on. So that was from the perspective of her, Nicole Scherzinger, right? Um, saying maybe I should count my blessings. So she's the one that's up for a fight. Yeah. Call, oh, so call right. me. So it, one of the lines is, "So call me masochistic, but sometimes I want to fight." Oh God, you know, I I was like, I just assumed that was a bloke. No, nah, it's a woman. Probably written by a bloke. To be fair, <laughs> probably is. Probably. Uh, here we go. Will Sims, Ashley Roberts, she's one of them, I think. Nicole Scherz, Kimberly Wyatt, that was one of them. Yeah, so there's a couple of males on there, but I just think... Well, I'd have never guessed that in a million years. You can't churn that crap out now, can you? <laughs> it's not a message that I'd want my daughters to... Hit. Well, I don't have any daughters, but, you know, oh, by the way... Sometimes it's nice. To, I know there's the whole bad guy thing in pop and like... Oh, so this yeah, is about we, bad girls, is it? Well, no, yes, her saying, oh, I want, I want a, a screw-up. I don't want a nice guy. I want a bastard who's going to have a, give me a bit of an argument. <laughs> it's, it's really good, isn't it? Yeah, but to be fair, their previous lyrical press was, um, <laughs> don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you? I think at the time. Don't I, you? I, I think at the time I used to reply, yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just quickly, a new uh, segment that I've got. Um, and I only stumbled across this accidentally. And the segment, I haven't got a sound effect or anything. Uh, the sound, uh, the segment is called What of Band What of People? Oh, who- for God's sake. <laughs> right, start again. All right. And I'll decide when I put this together if I want to edit this or not. So, What jobs got- have band people done previously? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So JLS have got back together. What, are they hoping to tour with the Pussycat Dolls? Wow, I looked on sea tickets. Their tour is sold out. I don't know how many years it's been, but when they split up, one of them became a farmer. Oh. JB <laughs> ran a farm, worked on a farm. Fair enough. You know, he always wanted to do it. Obviously, you've got Alex James of Blur became a uh, a farmer, uh, famously a lot of cheese. Yeah. So it made me want to Google what JB's if there was any farm was like. No, no, no. If any other band people had interesting jobs once they quit the band. Okay. So bands that you are openly say that you enjoy, the Hanson Brothers. Oh yeah. Did you know they brew their own beer now? I did, but they've uh, they've not disbanded. No, I know, no, but the, no. The beer is, is very much part of their brand. Yeah, this yeah. wasn't in the in the top. Oh, okay. Ten. So the drummer from the Cl- Clash went to become a chiropractor. <laughs> well, he probably needed to do it on himself, didn't he? Um. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um. One of the Danny Warhols. I don't know why. <laughs> one <made>. of. <laughs> is an estate agent now. Oh. Um. Do you remember the Rakes? Suburban like you. 
Oh, that's a crap joke. Don't worry, Karen. The rakes, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. 22 grand job. In the yeah. city, that's all right. 20... I didn't know that's who that was, but I remember the song. Yeah. All right. He became a software developer. <laughs> and then I... Um, uh, sorry, if I can Hold read Hold on a it. second. How much did he get paid for this um, software job? Well, I do wonder if he had it before. Then mm. he went and made a couple of albums with the rakes and yeah. then just went back to it. So possibly... Well, I'm just wondering if it was a 22, 22 grand yeah. job. Um, and then, oh, it's, it's not in bold writing. I don't know why I haven't highlighted this. Well, it doesn't matter. One of the fellas from Westlife. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Cut this bit out. Oh, he makes tea for people. He makes tea <laughs> for people. What? Like... And now he's making tea. As in dinners. He was quote no, as in I've cups made of tea. tea. Here we go. Here we go. I found the quote now. Which one? What are you doing in a van? <laughs> so he's obviously got like a coffee van. Yeah. And he makes tea. Bloody they've got back together as well. Yeah, Mark Fahili. You know him well, don't Christ. you? Who's running the van now? That one. Oh, yes, I do recognise him. I'm pretty sure I bought a coffee off him on the uh, M25. <laughs> anyway, that concludes the segment. What jobs have BAM people done? Excellent. I mean, it's if not you enjoy it. these new segments, then maybe I, let us I've know. I've already when, decided uh, I'm not going to explore that segment any further. Ah, it's a one-off. <laughs> yeah. I'm so Why? sorry. Did you not? I've just realised we're recording. <laughs> did, did it, was it not <laughs> This isn't the stuff I've texted you. People are listening to this tripe <laughs> So why don't you want to do it again? Did you not feel like it went down as well? No, to be honest, it was difficult to find. (laughs) I was looking for more funny ones. Turns out a lot of them just, especially American bands, they become realtors. Right, Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah. Um, A lot of them go into, you know, I know one, the the front and the no trigger. He's a busy guy. His stuff, I follow the page. His stuff goes on for sale. It's gone. Right. Nothing to do with the fact he's in the band. He just works in a very desirable area. But there's so many bands who have gone on to be real estate people in, from, in American bands. Were you looking for some sort of uh, solace in hoping that you'd find somebody that had gone on to be a plumber? Well, yeah. And uh, <laughs> there's a couple of... There was one, I think it's from UFO, or like one of those old hair English hair metal bands. Yeah. Like The Sweet, someone like that. I think it was UFO, and he went on to become a plumber. And when he's plumbing, he just says, oh, yeah. You know, occasionally if it comes on like a golden hour, oh, yeah, I wrote this song. Rockers who plumb. You could be yeah, like Yeah, but a to be honest, I thought the Dandy Warhols and JLS might be more up our street. Why did I drop the Dandy Warhol one in there? I've, I mean, I don't know <laughs> What goes on in your mind in the lead up to it was, these episodes? I'll, I'll tell you now. I was I really struggled with um, with googling it. Well, you could, you didn't you had no obligation to actually run this segment. You could have not done it, and I'd have been none the wiser. You didn't even tell me that you were planning on doing this. Yeah, but how would I have dropped in JLS getting back together? Well, you managed to get the Pussycat Dolls in there. Yeah, that was because of the shit awful lyrics, wasn't it? Right, what other segments have you got? You want to you want me to go straight to the big boy? Oh, I'll drop the, So want. this is the official segment. <clears throat> what was the last one? The unofficial. Yeah, this one's the, the new one. Ready? Act. Are you ready? Because this one has got a sound effect. From the past. <laughs> was that a blast? That was a blast. So, wow. in this segment, I'm going to bring to you a band or an album or a song 
which I feel needs revisiting. I haven't got a sound effect for revisiting. Um, no, unless you want a dolphin. <laughs> so we're revisiting. So this band is more fair. I don't know why I'm lifting up the pages if you were going to sneak my exam results. Right. Um, this band uh, formed in 1994. They're most famously known for a cover and a single that were made famous in a couple of movies, especially one of the tracks. In Is fact, it Counting both... Crows. You talked about them on. No, a... no, 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 oh, no. Okay. Sorry. no. We've revisited them already. Um, not regularly talked about, but I wanted to revisit this album because it came on my radar again. And um, so, yeah, the album I want people to revisit as a blast from the past is Smash Mouth. Oh. Can you guess the album? Um, Astro Lounge. No, afraid not. Uh, Fush. You Mang. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah um, cool. From 1997. Now, the big track from that was Walking on the Sun, which was a big single, but unfortunately... It's a car advert, wasn't it? Yeah. Honestly, as an album, as a debut album from a band, it's had its 20th anniversary now, obviously. And they did they do a tour? I think they did. They re-released it. They re-released an acoustic album. So some of the tracks on there, the opening track, Flow, unreal. Like, such a strong opener. It's got, it's a, it's sort of a mixture. I've tried to, I was trying to write down somewhere. It's sort of a mixture between surfy rock, punk and ska. Is, does this album have All Star? No, it doesn't. Oh, okay. That's why I want people to revisit it. Because the two big singles for them were I'm a Believer, a cover, yeah, which was Shrek. on Shrek. And well, so was All Star. So was All Star, but All Star. Can you name the other movie it was on? Uh, Digimon, the oh. movie. Niche. Uh, <laughs> it was. <laughs> and then the other one. It's got Rowan Atkinson in. Oh, Mr. Seth, Bean. N- no, uh, Seth. Aha. Uh-huh. Road Ray. Road. No. Uh, Rat Race. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Rat Race. It's yeah. at the end Great of Rat film. Race. Yeah, that's right. They're performing because live. They're yeah. Yeah. Really good film. That. Mm. Um. So I just, I've listened to the album like quite a lot last week and I've, I've played it on a few runs. It's a phenomenal album. So my album to revisit... Give them a chance. Is go back and listen to Fush You Mang, which means fuck you, basically. Oh, <laughs> pleasant. Yeah. Uh, by Smash Mouth. Don't, uh, don't... I think that Smash oh. Mouth has... You're going to shit on this? No, no, oh, not good. at all. I... I knew that Astro Lounge. I knew that Astro Lounge because I'm pretty sure I had that album at least on mm-hmm. copy at some point. Um, I think Smash Mouth have been tarred with the meme brush of. Oh, why? Did you know what I mean? Like, there's just if you, I'm sure if you look on YouTube and you search All Star, there's just like so many parodies. Oh yeah, 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 and I think it's kind of buried there. That fat a guy. Um, I don't. Who oh, does? Yes. Yeah, different yeah, yeah. songs yeah. and always sings Smash Mouth over the top, yeah. doesn't yeah, he? That's the so one. it's like Nirvana, yeah. and he's like, "Hey now, yeah, yeah." That's what I'm thinking of. Well, yeah, which is why I'm glad they're the first one then, because that album genuinely is a bloody brilliant album. So this section is basically give these bands a chance. Yeah. So could you bring one in next time? Okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be as old as 1997. Oh. Um. I'll go for the Handsome Brothers. What? No. I 
haven't done the sound effect yet or anything. Oh, so, oh no, I, no, I'm not actually doing it now. <laughs> I just that's what I'm saying. I'll do it next week. But yes, yeah, so that was my <clears throat> keep rolling, keep rolling. It's come up with an ad. Uh, that was my from the past. <laughs> Excellent. Anything? Can else I ask for a more? critique on that segment? I Better than the that. other one. Uh, hold on, you preferred jobs. The jobs one, there was at least a quizzical element to it. I know I had to guess a little bit about Smash Mouth, but... Do you know, um, in my notes, I put sound effect. <laughs> As if I wouldn't remember. <laughs> well, to be fair, you have written your name before, so sound effect isn't too surprising. All right. Do you want to bring something to the table? Um, I've got like five other points I could bring. I don't want to just be talking for the first half Are they all segments or have you actually... No, they're not segments. They're right. things that I'm hoping we can have an opinion on. All right, we'll jump into the uh, the news then. What have we got? All right, so a tour popped up as a sponsored post on Facebook. And I want your opinion on it. It's Reverend and the Makers, Futureheads and the Holloways. Oh. But they've not released dates. They've released... Intentions. <laughs> We're planning. A mailing list. You sign up with your email. Yeah. With your location. Yeah. And they're going to plot the tour around. I there. reckon. It, yeah. Are you in agreement there? Yeah. Imogen Heap did a similar thing. Okay. It was uh, people that signed up for her um, creative passport thing that she does. I also wondered if it's just to see if it's worth doing. Yeah. Because yeah. the Holloways, I, I, I'm guessing that's some sort of reunion. Yeah, I, I did. that's why I was quite surprised when you said Holloways. I, I've not yeah, heard them and, doing much for a while. And I know people always joke, but... I feel like maybe one of them... Oh, this is going to be awful. I've got this wrong. I'm sure one of them died. Yeah, quite possibly. Did Frank mention it or something? I don't know. Well, anyway... We'll, so who we'll, was it, sorry? Reverend and the Makers, Holloways and... Futureheads. Eh. And the Reverend and the Makers are headlining that tour. So, I would have thought Futureheads would be. They've got the new album, yeah. and I'm, I hate to jump on the bandwagon, as a lot of people on Facebook do about Reverend and the Makers, but there's a, honestly, it's a minefield of comments of how many times can we hear that one song. Should have been contender. Yeah, and I'm, I'm unfortunately, I, I like to have a broad, I've, look at the blast in the past, 1997, Smash Mouth. I've got quite a broad outlook here, but I only know one song. I know more from yeah, the Holloways. I don't know any of us. We've seen the Holloways live. We've seen the Holloways. Um, so did you sign up? Yeah, I've signed up. So I'll wait for the email and see what it says. And you have to give a location where you are then for them to... It does a enable location thing. Uh, right. Or it did when I did it. Well, we'll see. We'll come back to that. See what it ends up being. What the results um, are. Talking of other tours, it looks like Dropkick Murphys and Rancid are doing a Brooklyn uh, to Berkeley part two. They did right. it. They did it... Uh, that being few, where they're each from. Yeah, a few years ago. Boston to Berkeley, sorry, too. Now, the reason I've mentioned this is the support act. Jerry Cinnamon. Are you aware of this chap? I, I am aware of him. We didn't talk about him on the Reading Festival show, but he's second from top on he the is. Saturday. Now, now, have you heard any of his songs? Yes. Now? I've got an interesting fact for you. Oh, let's hear it. So, he is almost as many as 10 years ago, so we're talking, you know, a decade back, was in a band, was like a band version of what he does, called The Cinnamons. Mm. One of the songs, uh, one of the lead tracks from their EP was this... Um, Belter. 
No. Sometimes. All right. Which is Sometimes. Which yeah. is now re-released. Um, I came to know them through, this is where it starts to get odd, through the keyboard player from Motion City Soundtrack. He All was right. friends with him. Okay. Uh, and they had a beer whenever Jesse was over in the UK and they were playing in Scotland. Right? Yeah, because Jerry Cinnamon is from Glasgow. Yeah. Now, I don't know where I saw this, but I think uh, Jesse from Motion City Soundtrack was just saying, check them out. I checked it out, quite liked it. Saw that they were like an independent band. Approached them to be on a mixtape that I was doing for our label. So... One of their songs, right, by Jerry Cinnamon, is on one of the old St. November no compilations. Way. It gets stranger. Oh, so, my God. I obviously this, can I just, just quickly, can I, this isn't planned. No, 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 no. I've made this note. You were unaware I was going to bring this up. Yeah, I didn't have a clue. This is mad. We've got some really good content here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm also, it's a surprise that I haven't actually told you about this at any point, because... I've been sort of tracking it as he's been, you know, going from strength to strength. And now he's massive, yeah. But no, I, after they were on the compilation, I didn't hear of them for years. I then was driving into Manchester for the first date of the Rehasher tour. Okay. Uh, the CD that I was listening to came to the end. I couldn't change the CDs in my car, so I just put the radio on. And I think I picked up XFM because I was in the yeah. centre. And sometimes comes on, right? And I just started singing along to it. And I was like, how the hell do I know this song? And like, I put two and two together. And I was like, why is this song on XFM? And at the end... It wasn't sometimes you had on your compilation. No, I don't think it was sometimes. But that was on the EP. Okay. I think I, I could have had that one. Yeah. I picked a different one that I liked a bit more. I think it's called Welcome to the Business. All right. So then at the end of the track, obviously the DJ, and I think it was Johnny Vaughan or something like that, goes, ah, oh, that's Jerry Cinnamon. And I was like, ah, oh, the, the Cinnamons. Yeah. So, so when I parked up, I looked it up and I was like, oh my God. Like he's basically reinvented himself as a solo artist. Yeah. And uh, he's kept one of those songs. Yeah. He's, he's, he stamps his feet. He famously plays an acoustic. But he has been adopted. So the, the, he has been very much adopted by festival goers of all shapes, sizes, and ages. You look at his crowds, and I don't know, uh, without sounding old and derogatory, I don't know how to explain it, then it's not a punk crowd mm. that are watching it. You know, I can imagine that same crowd then be going to see Stormzy, mm. um, for lack of a better, you know, I'm just being very broad here. Um, you know, he wears a little cap, and quite often an Adidas tracksuit of some sort with a pair of jeans. Um, and I can only liken it to when Frank, years ago, was taken out on tour with The Offspring, opening as just Frank Turner, not with the backing band. And then he went on to support Flogging Molly, and that seemed to make more sense. But, yeah, the reason I brought it up, he's co-headlining Reading Festival. Mm -hmm. And here he is as big writing support for two big, well-established punk bands. Go on. And he's got songs like Like Sometimes and Belter. Have you heard Belter? No. I, to be honest, I've not listened to well, it's else. sort of It's very guitar. It's like, she's a belter. You know, it's, it's, but it's, it's pop. It's a pop song. And that's why I was a bit like, this, has he been approached or has he got a very good booking agent who said, now we've, we've conquered England, your Reading Festival, you're, you're pretty much headlining. We're getting you into America, and I feel 
here's someone else. I wonder if they've based it on what I was going to ask is, do you think they've sort of made trying to go down a similar route to Frank Turner? Yeah, possibly. But just on probably in America, they've got to start small. Over here, he's, he's, he'd do bigger shows so than So who Frank are the two bands that he's playing with? Rancid and Dropkick Murphys. Oh, sorry. We went off on a tangent and I forgot. Yeah, yeah. The so the Boston to, uh, this Boston to Berkeley tour, they did it last year. I can't remember who the sport Yeah, I think it you, I think you might last be bang year it was Coxsparrow and someone like the US, um, the UK subs or someone. Yeah, you might be bang on the money actually with that being, uh, trying to replicate that approach that Frank had. Because it US. will be him with just a guitar. I wonder if he'll change the setup slightly. Because the US crowd did pick Frank up very quickly when he played with those sort of bands. Oh yeah, I've read <coughs> his tour blogs at the start of the Offsprings uh, tour. You know, he's playing open air yeah. theatres. And they'd have had no context. They wouldn't no. have known his punk rock background with or nope. hardcore with Million Dead. He's coming on and doing, you know, some love songs, you know, some yeah. quieter songs. He's got some head faster songs like Once We Were Anarchists, but sure. he's also got some quieter folk songs. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry Cinnamon says he likes his, his artists that he loves are Oasis, Bob Dylan and stuff. And that mm. makes sense. But it will be interesting to see how he goes down. That's what I was... Well, I think there's probably a lot of British acts that it would make sense for him to support, but maybe in the US, who do you partner him up with? So yeah, perhaps yeah. that is a, a logical And let's match. be honest, the Rancid Dropkick Murphys, there's a, it's a it's a, a big crowd. They won't be doing small shows. The co-headline, co-headline tour, um, they'll be doing bigger venues. I don't know how big, but they, they won't be 400 people. I wonder if Tim's taken an interest in him, because Tim obviously... Um, does production and has his label because he um signed that rap boy oh did he yeah and produced that album which sounds very transplants like yeah yeah yeah. yeah well i wouldn't but the thing is i wouldn't if you'd if someone had said who do you see him supporting ranson and dropkick murphy's wouldn't have been no that would have been my first guess either um but yeah interesting interesting that you've yeah, he before bizarre, he got isn't it? M- fucking massive. Well, a long time before. He was on a mixtape we're, we're, we're talking eight, nine, ten years ago. That's mad. Hmm. You should approach him again. Guest. Uh, I think he might pretend he'd forgotten who I was. All right. <laughs> I don't know if it was him that I spoke to. It could have been one of the other guys that were in the band at that time. I, I'll dig back, see if I can find the email. Well, it is, put it this way. His new song that he's just released is basically just a Cure song. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes down. I'll mm. send it to you. But it is literally, the guitar is almost a complete rip-off. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> through the things that we've covered. Blast from the past is done. I've got, cu- got a couple if you want. Go on. Before we move on to the main subject. So it's at this point, I'd like you to remember in the edit to stop. Okay. Because I'm going to play you a song, and I've purposely not sent it to you before. Right. I just want you to listen to the song, and then I want you to... You're going to... I'm not going to say anything. I want you to come in with your thoughts. Okay. So, for the people at home, they should pause and go and listen to this song as well. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, let's do that. So, the song is Ozzy Osbourne, It's a Raid. <laughs> all right? Okay. So, we're going to... We're gonna so, we're all listening now together in unison. And we'll see you in... How long is it? Well, no, we won't. Well, you can do the whole song. It's four minutes, 18. Oh, we'll probably do. You'll get the gist after 30 seconds. We'll see you when you're ready. <laughs> Come back in your own time. All right. And we're back. So you've listened. Yeah. What are your thoughts? 
Oh, I've got plenty of thoughts. In fact, about 10 seconds in, I've reached for my notepad and started making some notes. Let's hear them. Um, it's quite rowdy to begin with, wasn't it? All those <laughs> sirens kicking off. Yeah. I can't really tell what was what. Yeah. I, I quite liked him shouting over it. I thought, oh, we're in for a treat Yeah, a promising start, yeah. I'd say. And then it drops into the vocals. <laughs> barely sound like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. A lot of auto-tune. <laughs> oh, isn't there? Um, but the way that he was singing and the way the melody went... I just thought it sounded a bit like Billy Talent. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Then you made the John Feldman reference. Comment, yeah. yeah. Always got Goldfinger on the mind, don't you? Uh, but you, you're right. It does sound it like sounds a Feldman so weird, doesn't produced. It? Very um, sort of overproduced. <laughs> tight yeah, sound. really overproduced. Uh, and then I had the shock of uh, Post Maloney come in. Yeah, in I, didn't, I didn't let you know he was going to no. creep up. It's the second one they've done. Together? Yeah. Best mates. Bezzies. <laughs> BFS. What a fucking pairing, though. Oh, wow. I mean, I, I sort of enjoyed the song. Did you? Sort of. What, if it was on a Goldfinger album? <laughs> or the new Blink album? <laughs> ah, da, da, I've been this way for seven days or two. I didn't think it was terrible. I've... I wouldn't... Li- okay, I'm not going to listen to it again in a hurry. Would you listen to it again? Sure. Nah, to show a friend. Come on, yeah. To show yeah. a friend. Um, interestingly, on your favourite person, Post Malone. Um, <laughs> this is a tangent and a half. Oh, so. I hope it's not bad. No, 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 not at all. Um, was he on a mixtape? No. <laughs> he <laughs> park the Post Malone bit, right? Once all right. I take you down this garden path, let's see if we get back to him. Do you want me to see if I've got sound effect for parking? Uh, <laughs> you can have a little look. If oh, you right. Want. Park the Post Malone bit. That's all I've got oh, to hand. I've got a horse, lasers. Not parking, not a parking attendant. I've got no parking stuff. Okay, it doesn't matter. I've got, um, yeah, no parking stuff, I'm afraid. doesn't Carry matter. On. So we were having a little scroll through our friend's Tinder account the other day. Um, they what? They'd passed you the app? The, yeah. Okay. I, right. I want to have a look. I've never seen it, you know. My dating days predates yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on these apps, basically. So I want to have a look. I've never had a look at it. Yeah. So we're going through and having a laugh like all these different people. We come up with a guy. I can't remember what his name was, right? But he's probably late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Right? Lists himself as a demisexual. I'd never heard of demisexual. I've, no, I've never heard no, of it. And I can't tell you exactly what it is. Apparently, according to my friend... I've heard of a demi-baguette. <laughs> I've heard of demi-lovato. But this is neither <laughs> none of those. Um, apparently, demisexual is... You're just not fussed about sex. Occasionally, you might. But generally, eh, you're pretty... You know, could take or leave it. Yeah. I, 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 this guy in his photo is at Snowden Summit. He's wearing a Kangol-like hat. Uh-huh. That's from... Uh, he's got a piece... What, almost similar. in like an indie... Yeah, Wow. Like a Britpop era Kangol hat. Yeah, maybe that then. Um, he's at Snowden Summit in his photo. Uh, he's a slightly um, large built guy. Yeah. Uh, lives in Wareham. So hopefully he doesn't hear this because <laughs> you live in Wareham too. Um, anyway. I'm glad you forgot what, his name. What I didn't realise is that on uh, Tinder profiles, you can have this thing called My Anthem, right? Where you can select the song and it sort of embeds it. I don't know if it's Spotify. All right. It's that sort of thing. Okay. Now, based on all those things that I've said to you, who do you think his artist was? Happy Mondays. 
Post Maloney. <laughs> Post Malone. It just doesn't fit the mix, does it? What song? Circles. No, I don't think it was that one. Anyway, my point is... Based, no one, based no one swiped on left. What you told me about Post Malone in a few episodes back on Open Mics, and if you haven't heard that one, it's a treat. Go back and listen. The Post Malone guest appearance on that Ozzy Osbourne track and Post Malone on Matey Boy from Wareham's I'm, Tinder, I've got no idea who their audience is or his audience. Yeah, I watched a um, a video the other day of him in a guitar shop choosing a guitar and he plays guitar very well. He's He's a man... Of mystery. Him <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, I'll keep an eye on him. I'll keep you posted on on future open mics. Yeah, thanks. So I've got uh, basically one more thing I can mention before you actually bring something to the table. I just brought want. a lovely story about Tinder. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a good one. I told you the cinnamons one. Yeah. Oh, in fact, I've got two bits. All right. So the first one is Pearl Jam's new single, Super Blood Wolf Moon. Great song. Very. Uh, Again, they're two latest singles off this new album they're doing. Got a bit of bad press. One of them called... Some weirdo said... That it had, oh, it's a bit funky for me. Not, and I was like... And then it said, oh, do more Jeremy. Jeremy's a massive song. I if you know, know Jeremy. And I was like... So I listened to it. I was like, what the fuck? They've clearly done about 24 seconds of worked out of it and not done the rest. Just got annoyed with it. And then not listened to the rest of the song. Mm. <laughs> the rest of it is iconic... Pearl Jam, the way they're progressing, like when they bought out the Fixer, that was slightly different, but it was still clearly Pearl Jam. But this Super Blood Wolf Moon is awesome, and it's uh, it's got the 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 Pearl Jam guitar sound that they all have. It's punchy, it's rocky, and it's got Eddie Vedder's vocals over it, and it's it's awesome. But it's the video that I want to mention because we're not in a big video world anymore, are we? There's an MTV and stuff like that. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube is obviously still massive, but I don't, I don't know if older bands are paying as much attention to videos. Or as far as I'm aware, you know, it's not. I don't see many videos of bands that I like. Possibly, I know Hayley Williams has done a video and stuff, but she's more relative. At the, I'll come more, back to that in a bit. Yeah, and more current. And, um, you know, I imagine Post Malone would do a big budget video still because he's got a big following. But the video is... Um, sort of hand-drawn animation of the band playing. Right. Almost like those scribble drawings. You know you know when you used to draw people? Mm. You were quite good at it, weren't you? Like with the hair. And it's... I'm, try, I'm drawing For that. For the sake point. of the uh, listeners, Ed is now drawing something. But like... As if, but sort like of looks a, like Britney Spears from about 2000. It does look a bit like Britney Spears. But it's on lined paper. <laughs> and it's the band playing live, but it's all hand-drawn or supposedly. It's wicked. It's a really cool video. Oh, I just wanted to give a nod to it. It's it's a really well done video. I, I watched the whole thing, and that's for, you know, in a man who has limited spare time, you know, it, it took me four days to post a run I did on my on my running Instagram the other day. I just was like, oh, and by the way, on on Wednesday night I did a run, <laughs> and I, it's taken me four days to post that. I just I forget. So to sit down and watch three and a half minutes worth of video, I was quite pleased with yourself. Yeah. But it's a wicked little video, and it's a great song. I suggest anyone goes and listen to both the current Pearl Jam songs that they've been released. Listen to them in full. They're very Pearl Jam. And just quickly... It doesn't surprise me that you're saying about that person that reviewed it and said it was too funky or whatever, that anyone reviewing for a big publication might just listen to the first 10 seconds and then... Yeah, yeah. That's why when we, you know, truth be told, when we listened to the Aussie song, I actually said, no, stick with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and just quickly, 
two big, big bands have dropped new singles this week. Bivy Clyro and The Strokes. First stuff they've released in a long, long time. Biffy Clyro, Instant History, and The Strokes, Bad Decisions. Both of them are tosh. End of <laughs> Both of them do what they say on the tin. Uh, that's it. Oh. The Biffy Clyro song is Instant History, as in you'll forget it. And The Strokes, Bad Decision, the bad decision there was releasing it. They're both so weak. <laughs> They're so weak as as um songs as uh what do you call it because they're not reunions as comebacks comeback singles from albums that were a few years old i think they've made a bad decision there <laughs> i mean i can't comment because i've not heard either of them don't but, bother uh the, 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 and are the you biffy, a particularly big fan of either of, either of the bands the biffy Clyro puzzle album i absolutely adore strokes ever much into them i've got the one with last night on which it was uh, with the lady with the sexy hips uh, on the cover. This she's, is it. This is it. She's got the black gov, uh, glove. She's holding her bottom. That's a great indie amp uh, album. It's got some and you know um, reptilia. Uh, I don't think it was that on, was that on that album. No, but they've had amazing oh, singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, there's another one. Nineteen. It's a time. The song is a time. I've got it on seven inch. Twelve fifty one. Twelve fifty one. They've got some big singles, like and the singles are great. You can't fault them. But this bad decisions is weak. I think uh, it's really weak. You can't rely on just his vocals to to bring a song round. Um, and Biffy Clyro, they've done this thing with keys. It sounds a bit Bring Me the Horizon rip off, and it doesn't quite work. And for bands that've had for songs that they've they've released previously, massive singles, and they've rewritten. The way they do stuff, I just yeah, not great. So that sort of ends my little part of open mics. So you want people to check out um, Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth, and, and Pearl Jam, Pearl Jam's video, but avoid the Biffy Clyro and the Strokes. Yeah. And I'm sorry, guys. I, I like I said, I love some of the Biffy Clyro stuff, and we've seen them live. I've seen them live a few times. I've paid to see a headline set of theirs at Bournemouth. Um, yeah. Not not too bothered by those two tracks. I'm hoping they do something else with the next ones. So moving on to stuff that we have enjoyed. Yeah. I think the first episode of Open Mics we did, we were talking about the father of all motherfuckers single from yeah. Green Day. Uh, and we did promise that when the album came out, we'd uh, report back on that. So yeah. this is us sticking true to our word. The album dropped about two weeks ago, wasn't it? So we've been yeah. sat on it for a while. Um I was actually really unwell when this album came out uh, and was pretty frustrated in bed because I'd missed two gigs I was supposed to go to. Uh, and was Oh, pretty we haven't discussed down. them. I don't want to talk about them. I was pretty down on my luck that weekend and didn't really want to listen to anything or do anything. Yeah, uh, understandably. But, but curiosity got the better of me and I put this album on and it cheered me up no end. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I can imagine. Um, obviously didn't know what to expect. The few singles that we got in advance were... You know, zany, to say the least. But I actually really enjoyed the rest of the album as well. And do you know... I think you're underselling it, it with just, I enjoyed it. Considering it's so short, it actually didn't... 26 minutes, 16 seconds. Yeah, but I didn't, I didn't feel like it did go by that quickly. No. Um, if anything, I see it as an opportunity. If I've got a spare half hour and I know I'm doing like a half hour trip, <laughs> I put it on. Yeah. I think it fits into lovely little gaps that yeah. you get in your day. But then I, I guess 
I was I was almost expecting to listen to a lot of the songs and them end abruptly and think, oh well, that there was that was going somewhere. Yeah, well, they've, yeah. they've cut it off short, and that was going to be the frustration of the album is that they almost just taken the piss a little bit. I think there's only one that actually ends, um, and it's it's quite sudden. The rest of them, by the time they end, you're like, oh yeah, that was quite a complete work. Yeah, of we, a song we had preconceptions of why they'd done this album yeah but now listening back to it does it change I, your mind at all yeah, yeah definitely definitely i still I, don't, I still think that they were doing this as a way of completing that um uh agreement they had with warner brothers but i really don't think they were taking the piss perhaps as much as we yeah they were. i don't i don't i think it was just that first track as we deemed it to be was just had shock value to get people to take notice. Of yeah. But I, I do think the, the, the effort they've put into the press, the effort, clearly the, the label have put into the press. I do, I do, I think there must, there's mutual ground there. Mm. Like they what, haven't have you, have come out of the, the record uh, deal yet. Have they? No, I guess it's just on paper. It's yeah. done. And, uh, uh, but the label was still going to want to put some money behind yeah, and I, you know, have you read any interviews or seen any interviews with him? About no, the album? no. Reading those, he sounds like he's taking it seriously. I mean, not too seriously. I don't think he ever really does. But he's talking about them in a way that he was clearly inspired to write a certain sound and for them to be a particular length. Um, but other things that uh, emerged from, I think it was a guitar magazine interview that I read, uh, that someone had posted the screenshots. online Uh, they were gonna call it American Idiot 2 the father of all motherfuckers and then they just shortened it and the whole thing was supposed to be that it's just the complete opposite which would make uh, complete sense yeah and they were just doing what people didn't expect them to do so that's why the artwork is how it is that was deliberate I picked up the CD he drew it yeah yeah he did the that um, I did read yeah he did the the logo is just like glue and then some glitter or something I think he said yeah yeah something like that and but I he... I picked up the CD um, album because in parks I wanted to see what this was in the sleeve and I was searching online I couldn't find it anywhere um, oh so you bought it yeah uh, which you know when it's only like 28 minutes normal sort of £10 price feels like a bit of a rip off but uh, have you bought the vinyl as well yet uh, no I may stretch the vinyl I don't know no, I think I will. But the sleeve art didn't do quite what I hoped it was going to do, where I thought it might be like other parts of their artwork kind of like rehashed. Um, it's not. Oh. <laughs> it's quite tame on the inside. With um, shenanigans. Yes. So maybe that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, so, so I said to you when I listened to it first yeah, yeah. Um, that there was one song that uh, brought me close to tears. What I meant was... Like tears of joy, like I sort of yeah, welled yeah. up a little bit, but I didn't tell you which it was. I said I'll say. Yeah, it for the I'm worried now because uh, I hope it's not the track that I've is my worst. Okay, so what? Which track? If you had oh, to no, guess, no, no, tell oh, you don't me. know. Okay, so the one that I really liked was Graffitia, which is uh, the, the last final track. track. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's one. I, I love that track. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I didn't put it down because I couldn't remember. I, I, I was the spelling, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> But that would have been in my. I've got so I've written four tracks, five tracks down. Graffitia was the fifth track that I really love off that album. And I think what it was that sort of just it was just you know sometimes just the sound of something just makes you go oh blimey it just like hits a certain thing, and it's in that first verse where he comes in. And to be fair, the melody is very um, I fought the law 
on yes, that. Yes, yeah. But are there so there's a couple of tracks fine. where yeah, the... I, I overlooked that because yeah, it it still works. But then there's like, and I don't know whether it is Mike Dunn, but I think it is. Does a in the background. Yes, I think it is. And because Trey Cool sings on one of the other tracks. And okay. I think that's Mike Dern on this track. There was something about the way that it came in that I was just like, oh, it just felt so... There was something so quintessentially Green Day about it. Yeah, and I thought that with a lot of the tracks. I thought if you were listening to something, you'd know instantly. Um, so for me, you, my top track off the album is Sugar Youth. Oh, yeah. I'd say that's probably my second favourite. Oh, my God. What a fucking track. That would go on any of their albums. Yeah. All day long. That might be the one that finishes quite abruptly. It is the one that finishes abruptly, but I didn't want to say it when you mentioned that. But I... Because I've put Short and Snappy. Yeah. I just think it's such a strong punk rock song. So what the whole album's got is this pop sensibility. It's just... It's a massive pop album. I think a lot of that is down to... Butch Walker, the producer. All right. It's very in keeping with other albums that he's done. Okay. I first became aware of him when he did the the third American Hi-Fi album, All which right. is very different to the first two. Yeah, yeah. It's much more sort of... Um, I'm trying to think about this earlier on. As a sort of a frame of reference, if you think about Blur's kind of like um, uh, Charmless Man. Is it Charmless Man? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's, it's that sort of sound... Like very, na, 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 but like yeah, fuzzy yeah. and garagey. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So combine them and you get Butch Walker's sort of like trademark sound. And I feel like he's just taken Green Day and just put that over it. Because as you say, a lot of it does just sound very Green Day, but it's that pop kind of edge. The to licks, it. the hooks, yeah. they're all, it's so poppy, but it's, it's poppy with this. Green Day feel to it, so it's it is pop punk, it is punk, it is punk rock, and yet it's all of them are just it's like a lesson in how to write a two minute pop song yeah. with guitars. What's interesting, he said in that interview as well, he's like he wanted it to be a like a rock and roll history lesson. Well, if you want to, the one thing I so the, the song Stab You in the Heart, yeah. I really enjoyed, but it is the I want to stab, it's on, yeah. It's from any rock and roll album yeah. you'd find that riff, but the chord progression anyway. It didn't bother me. No, no, no. I, no. It and, works. and with graffiti, you said about I Fought the Law, and I've read that uh, a few comments. Oh, it's in in there, and I, I thought, yeah, but it worked. Yeah, it, worked. it and, worked. And it's not like that's the whole song. That's just a little bit of the melody. Did you Did you have any songs on on the album that you didn't? There's only one for me. Uh, the The Meet Me on the Roof one. I just didn't like. Junkies quite. on the Roof. Oh, no, 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 no. Junkies on a High. Junkies on a High, sorry. That one I, I didn't mind. Oh, I, I like it. Oh, Meet Me on the Roof. Meet Me on the I've Roof got... I wasn't so sure about. Oh, I didn't mind didn't that one. Didn't dislike it. Junkies on a High I didn't like. Yeah. See, I when I first listened I through... Because that's a long one. Yeah. Or it felt long. When I first listened through, I thought, uh, maybe this one will bore me on repeat lessons. But no, I don't mind it. Oh, yeah. So it has... Junkies on a High is the weakest track for me. But that's the only one. Take the money and crawl. I love. Yeah. Do you like the little kind of like, it's like a little vinyl scratch on his yeah, vocal effect. Uh, and all these little details, the backing vocals, which is what made me change my mind because I don't think you can put that much effort into the uh, production side of things yeah. if you don't care somewhat. Because I think if they just wanted to rattle it off, they would have done 26 minutes, 16 of 
tosh, but all of them have got little bits that when you listen to it again and again, you pick up on. And you can't fake that. There's just no way you can fake that. So I do think that Green Day meant to put this album out. I do think they put effort into it. I think it's a great album. I really do think it's a great album. I think, I wonder if they're a bit confused as a band as, and maybe I said this when we talked about it before, as to what they ought to do. Because the thing is, they had a career of four or five good albums. Yeah. Then they had American Idiot. Yeah, yeah, and it was like one of the biggest albums of all time. Became a, a musical. I think it was becoming like an actual film at one point as well. I don't know what ever happened. To That's that. not going ahead now. Um, then they did uh, the Twenty First Century Breakdown, which was another rock opera yeah, type yeah. album, which didn't have the same sort of critical acclaim. But how do you follow American Idiot? Then they did the trilogy. Then they went back to trying just like a standard album. What do they do next? And they've and they've come out with this just short, punchy album. And I think it's probably worked for them. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a great album. I really do. And I, I urge people, if you if you like some Green Day, go and listen to it. It's 26 fucking minutes. You can you listen s- to this. I mean, we're probably about 50 minutes into this now. You, but you can spare 26 minutes, can't you? And I, I swear to God, like Graffiti, like you mentioned in Sugar Youth... There's there's strong there's strong tracks in any day. Look, okay, there's one uh, caveat for the whole of this discussion about enjoying this album. Okay. And before I get to it, one thing I was thinking was, and this is kind of based on some of the reviews that I've seen, where people are like, "Oh God, what is this? Doesn't sound like Green Day. This isn't Green Day." Yeah, it actually is Green Day, and <laughs> there was lots of moments where I. As we've said, I felt like I was listening to, yeah, like just core Green Day. Yeah. But the production on it, I feel, added a level of sort of enthusiasm that reminded me of listening to Green Day back in the day. Do you know what I mean? So actually, I I was reminded more of when I first heard Green Day because it was something different. Yeah. Whereas Punchy, like if, if Dookie short, Part 2 snappy, came out, yeah. or even American Idiot part like an actual American Idiot Part 2, you can listen to it and it's not going to give you the same feels because it's just a lesser version of what you had before. So I'm glad they've done something different. Yeah, and I think what they've always done is they've tried to reinvent, or, or not reinvent, it's not a reinvention, uh, they've, they've tried to alter their sound slightly mm. to stay with the times. And it's why they keep coming back and doing these billion selling albums that why they keep doing Wembley Stadium and Milton Keynes Bowls it's why they don't have to drop back down to Brixton and then go back up mm. because they consistently just pr- bring out songs of good quality yeah. and this is just another example it just happens to be shorter yeah <laughs> but the, the production it gives it a just a kick up the arse that I just don't feel like the last album I had enough oh, it's, of it's, it's heaps better some than of the, last some album. of the songs on it were great. Uh, Bang Bang was was good, but yeah. some of them just I don't know. It almost just sounded a little bit tired. Not, th- not terrible songs, but just a bit tired. Now my caveat is the energy on that album and what comes across in that production. So far, when I've seen live performances, now bear in mind a lot of them are studio, like TV performances, which are Howard never great. Stern and all of them lot. Yeah, it just looks a bit flat. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not conveying live. So I've seen um, they did a whiskey a go go maybe or something. 
Yeah. And they did Father All, uh, of All. Um, There's something about, because he drops they did the, the guitar. the whole album. He drops the guitar, doesn't he, for some of these songs. And he's not really doing much else instead. We talked about Foxborough Hot Tubs, didn't we, on the five yeah. bands we want to see live. Now, those videos, when I've seen that, he's like smashing cans together, like falling into the crowd of his great big, like, because it's a on. persona. Yeah. He's Whereas got to I, be Billy Joe. He looks a little bit lost on the stage and not much is happening. And actually, when he, when I've seen Green Day um, and he drops the guitar, it's normally for like, um, at the end of King for a Day, they've got like a segment where they go mm. into like Lulu shout. Yeah. Um, but on that, he's like pacing around the stage. We are he? the champions. Yeah. He's putting on an outfit. Yeah. He's putting on the fake mustache for We Are The Champions for Freddie so Mercury. He's got a prop. Yeah, oh, he's getting someone on the stage and, you know, he's able to mix it and he is launching around the stage, I guess, yeah. Because let's be honest, some of the vocals in some of the songs are higher than typically he might sing at. Mm-hmm. And he's got a great range. Like, I know him when Green Day, um, when American Idiot did the musical, he did a couple of performances, didn't he? I think like, he did a run, yeah. Did the, he did a whole as run? As the lead character, yeah. Oh, so, and... I, you know, he can sing. The bloke can sing. It's why yeah, they've st- had a career. Because it, people get found out. Mm. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the, the, the vocals are higher in parts. So maybe that's why he has to tone it down what he can do. It's like... To be able to actually pull it off. There's plenty of frontman who, when they've dropped the guitar, Dexter Holland from The Offspring now, for all I want, drops the guitar. Really? Ooh, it's awkward now watching it because he just stands still. Huh. And... Uh, <laughs> He doesn't really do a lot. And, you know, all I want is a fast, fast punk rock track. And he's just stood there. He just can't move like he once did. How old is he now? Does he still do the sources? Yeah, I think that's his biggest enterprise at the moment. Gringo Bandito. That's it. Can't find him over in the UK. I used to love that green one. You had some though, because you made me... TK Maxx. That was TK Maxx. I don't know if they're still there. They do have lots of horse... Horse sauces. They do have lots of hot sauces in and there. And horse sauces. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of shit in there. Um, so, many... speaking of other people that have gone out on uh, a whim. or Is it a whim or a limb? I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, uh, go with whim. I like whim. What I'm trying to say is that Hayley Williams has finally gone solo. Have we discussed this? Uh, I thought no. like we discussed one of the singles. I'll tell you what or happened. did we do this? Tom who is a regular listener, not our, not even a friend of ours called Tom, uh, who you can see some of his artwork at Box Room Art, I think. I hope I got that right. He messaged us when the He'll single came that. out. And uh, yeah, he does. He's always uh, dropping us a line to tell us what he thinks. So hopefully at some point we should be seeing a text come in or a tweet come in saying, thanks guys, thanks for the plug. Thank you. Um, he won't do it now we said this. Anyway, what am I trying to get to? When the single first came out, he messaged us and said, can you talk about this on a future episode of Open Mics? Um, oh, but we, just, we had a Twitter exchange. We just recorded the latest episode. Yeah. Uh, so sorry, Tom, you had to wait a while to hear this. But um, in that time, there's been, it's, it's like an EP. but I, I Four think track it, EP. I think it is the first five songs from the album. I think because of... Oh, is it five? Yeah. I think oh. because they're trying to break, obviously, her. With Was this, one released more recently? I uh, swear I've only had, maybe I have. I think they five. did two singles and then this like five track um, Petals for Armour one, it, it's yeah. called. Um, it took me a while to get around to listening to it, but I did have a, uh, a go last week. Um, it's more of the same 
as the single, really, isn't it? It's lots of weird kind of percussive um, noises and and stuff like that. It, I don't know what I expected from her. So solo. Simmer Down was the... Simmer. Simmer. Yeah, Simmer. That was, the, that was the single. So Simmer, I think, is brilliant. Yeah. I think it's a really inventive sort of uh, different sound. And some of the, the way they've edited her vocals... I think are pretty cool, actually. I I think it works. I was sort of pleasantly surprised by that. And I had that strange uh, experience of hearing it the first time whilst listening to... Whilst watching the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, So that kind of shaped... Did you find it sexy? Did I find the video sexy? Not really. Um, But the second video that came out for Cinnamon... In the bath. I had to turn it off. I found it quite unsettling. When When the character started emerging from the wall... Oh, uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was enough for me. Uh, this was also when I was ill and I was having fever dreams at the uh, time. Yeah. And I thought, but, yeah. <laughs> what so, are you doing? So, so, ha, I'm doing some of the vocals. <laughs> cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> you struggle to do this one for your lyrics round, so, don't you? Da, da, ra. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, yeah, I, I want I a big switch, fan of cinema. I had to switch that video off. I um, like the so song's it, grown on me a little bit. Oh, has it? It's, it's not me. It, it's a, it's I like the other ones. I think the other ones are good. Yeah. And in fact, I, I've just realised I did. You know, I did know it was five because mm. I've listened to the whole EP and there's five on there. That's right. And five Cinnamon, including Simmer. Uh, yeah, and Cinnamon is the middle track, I believe. And I'm not. You're right. N- didn't like it. Really didn't like it. I skipped it. I think it's. Um, the rest have had multiple listens. That one hasn't. It's, it's too unusual. much. The, do you know what? I'm trying to think what I could liken it to. And the only thing from my um, remix taste oh, right. uh, is a band called All We Are, who have put a few albums out. And I quite liked one they did a few years ago. Um, and had, that was a bit stoppy starty, was it? You... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like, it's weird kind of quirky sort of quiet... <laughs> indie rock but then it's like trippy and dreamy and it almost feels like a bit of a fever dream when you're listening to it like, like someone's on the drugs yeah i guess is that. it what is it what you expected from her solo not at all and i wonder if it's deliberately strange yeah yeah that's yeah yeah um yeah, Are you my... Googling deliberately strange <laughs> and seeing if Hayley Williams comes up on Twitter? I, I think, that, to be fair, even just that Simmer track falls into this, um, this yeah, theory. I really like that, that Simmer, sure. Simmer, Simmer, Simmer. Oh, it's great. Boom. Need a little time to get down. You sound like the guy. Oh. <laughs> you sound like, that, like uh, Will from The Inbetweeners in that episode where he's trying to um, disguise <laughs> what the other guy's saying. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Maybe that's what she was inspired but by. It's like they've they've had a success with that and they've gone, let's time sat by 20. <laughs> I think they probably had the other songs in anyway. <laughs> You know. Um I Did you like the whole did you like it? Yeah. I enjoyed it perhaps more than I thought I was going to as I, we were getting into did it. Did you enjoy the last Paramore offering? Yeah. And I guess this probably isn't a million miles. Yeah. That. That was a little bit quirkier than what they've done before. Uh, pulling in like some, I'd say some sort of like Fleetwood 80s kind yeah, of like yeah, influences. Yeah. I think there's one track that sounds a lot like Tears of Fears, actually. Um, yes, yeah. 
I think you mentioned that at the time. Yeah, maybe. Well, before pre- that pre-podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, we we it, could do an episode, couldn't we, that's set in 2017. Um, oh. But I suppose, like, had she done a solo career 10 years ago or 15 years ago, I think it would have been very different. I think this is a reflection of where she's at musically. Don't you? Yeah, I think years ago it probably would have sounded a bit like... Uh, I guess Miley Cyrus well, when not, she yeah, when she not, first started her solo is, career. It is pop, but it's like it's indie pop, isn't it? It's not like pop rock or. It's what was she doing now? Like I wouldn't even call it. Well, you have to call it pop, but it's you know it's not even like chart pop. It's not. No, because what would you the, the, you look at the big solo artists at the moment? So, at the Brit Awards, Robin won. Oh yeah. Uh, influencer or something or writer of the last decade yeah which uh, I didn't know that was an award no <laughs> and I don't know why Robin's I, got I think it. they decide who they want to win the award and who, what was her song what was her words. big song do you remember uh, no sorry Robin Robin she's um Icelandic maybe oh or, uh, um, is it Dancing on My Own that's it yeah, well done and um he just plucked that out of thin air didn't yeah you? sorry I was trying to f- when you said her nationality it, it jogged my memory um, and somebody did a cover, didn't they, of it? I'll be dancing. Yeah, someone did a cover of it in the last couple Sam of years. Sam Smith or someone. Someone, or someone like, like that. that. Yeah. Um, so she could have gone that way. You've got Lana Del Rey. Yeah. A big but even, I think, Beyonce. Like... So where would you have put Hayley Williams? See, she almost had to do something purposely There's a point. Different. I think if she'd done it 10 years ago, it would have been more Taylor Swift-esque. Yeah. Um, but have you I, watched I that bef- documentary, by the way? No, I can't say I have. On Netflix? No. I need to watch it. No, I got a bit stung by um, documentaries. Stung? Stung, yeah. What, as if someone's had one up for on you? My t- for my time, I mean. Oh, because, right, okay. Because I was raving about the uh, Kate Nash documentary okay. that I really enjoyed. I sort of got a bit of a feel for documentaries, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else. And I thought I'd give the Charlie XCX uh, where she makes a band a go. And I think I told you about this. I couldn't stomach it. It was just too contrived. The whole thing. Like, I believe what they've done. Yeah. Like, the band exists. This nasty cherry band. Uh, but it was just shot like Made in Chelsea. And I just couldn't, yeah, couldn't so, get on with it. So the trailer for the Taylor Swift one, I wonder if it's like that. Like, some of the stuff they're talking about backstage. Yeah. It's clearly not what they'd fucking talk about backstage. It's one of those things that like they say, said, like, some scenes have been filmed for... Yeah, like, they've said, oh, mention mention your thoughts on this while you're yeah. backstage. Oh, I just don't like that. Like, Where what about that the, the panders? What I like yeah. about the Kate Nash one is it was pretty much just, like, someone left the camera rolling. She was a rock bottom, though, wasn't she? Yeah, and it was just, like... Some, I saw a review where someone was like, it's an SD card drop, where basically it's just, like loads of like phone clips and stuff that people have been filming and they just stitched it together but I quite like Is it that. on Netflix? Uh, no, I think it's on iPlayer because it was okay. a BBC free thing. Sorry, we've gone off on a tangent here so Hayley Williams I, I'm pleasantly surprised actually I quite enjoy it I'm looking forward to the album. Yeah, I'll give it I'll, I'll listen to it again because um, I wasn't a massive fan of the last Paramore album The Hard Times and everything Why do you get to Hard Times? No, Boom. I like that But up, but up. I thought that was an but interesting but twist on their sound. Yeah, so it, yeah, I, I I didn't hate it. I certainly didn't mind it. You know, when it came on at Slam Dunk in the after party, and Sean Smiths and um, Alad Phillips were dropping tracks, and we were 
very merry and dancing. <laughs> I believe I shook my little ass to that song. Um, <laughs> I don't remember. Do I, I'll take your word for it. Uh, would I, you know, but give me Crush, Crush, Crush and Hard Times. I know which one I'd sooner be oh, really? heading into. Uh, I, I was never a fan of Crush, Crush, Crush. What? Uh, I didn't like that. I, I wasn't a big fan of that era of Paramore, really. There's a couple of bangers on that album. but that, I, There's a lot of I preferred... All We Know Is Falling and then yeah. Brand New Eyes and the self-titled album. I really like that as well. Yeah, not bad album. So, uh, what else have we got? Uh, I wanted to just sing the praises of uh, Saltface, who you saw last year. Uh, their new album just came out, which is called Sorry For The Late Reply, which I think is very apt because I find myself saying that all the time. Uh, this is the follow-up to... Uh, I've made the notes. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, Try Not To Freak Out. Try Not To Freak Out was a very fun sort of happy-go-lucky kind of pop punk punk rock sort of album yeah this one is a lot more sophisticated uh-huh a lot more range in terms of the sounds and what they've put into it uh but it's a really good lesson so they were um once called Slutface. yes changed the name yeah they're now n- i don't know whether they are technically still called Slutface in norway and they just changed so they're it, norwegian cause yeah because it's got the norwegian is it norwegian I think you might the be right. Yeah, the, the O with the, with yeah. the line through. Um, but yeah, good album. That's my recommendation. Oh, of the month. so it's still pronounced Slutface. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. Over there, but it's known as Slutface everywhere else. Either way, it's good listen. Yeah, I love. So when I saw him live, I loved it. So I'll check that out. I wish I'd known because I and was a bit back in the UK next month. Yeah, you've got tickets. Yeah, Yeah. I need to see if I can go. Uh, But that's about it. That's all I've got. No, that's all I've got. You got any gigs other than Slotface? Have you got any other tickets bought that Um, you plan on actually going to? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Frank Turner solo in uh, Winchester. Never seen him in Winchester before. Is it at the railway? Solo acoustic? No, it's not. It's at the Guildhall. Oh right, I was about to say. Who's that with? Sure. Uh, yeah, I've got a spare ticket if you want to come. It's yours. Oh, what? Well, yeah, I'll check the date. I'd, I'd probably be <laughs> We'll up talk for about that. it after the show. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I got two tickets at the time. And oh, so you've not got anyone at the moment? No, I didn't. I just thought I'll get a couple. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I could be interested. Um, I just completely forgot to tell you about it. I only remember because I saw well, it was Winchester's not that far, so. I think it's the. I, the tour is happening next month, so it's a couple of days after Slot Face. Cool. So around the 17th, 18th. Not the 17th, though, because that's uh, my girlfriend's birthday. Um, oh, dropping that in there. <laughs> if anyone wants to buy her a gift, you're quite welcome to. Oh, no, I meant dropping in that you've got a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few listeners that have gone, I was so sure he was gay. <laughs> just twist, the way you talk. Twist at the end of this episode. <laughs> you've been with her years, mate. <laughs> um, on that note, what else have we got? <laughs> have you got anything else on your list? No, not really. I could. Uh, I swear there was something else which I screenshotted. So I will just check. Oh, we had a quick discussion about um, it was going to be another blast from the past. I was going to do festival lineups, but I sent it to you and then I decided against it because okay. not everyone will appreciate it. You did show me this one. Yeah. So this was V97, and obviously V now isn't even called V Festival. I think you should do the jingle one more time. All right, wait there. There's people listening that probably really enjoyed that. Thanks for that. We don't have many sound effects on the show. Ready? From the past. 
Did I sound like Jeremy Clarkson there? Mm, more Partridge. Anyway, so it was um, just at Chelm. So it was at Leeds and Chelmsford. I can't remember where it went to after that, but it was famously held at two different sites, wasn't it? Mm. Like Reading and Leeds. So this is 1997. So Britpop, you know, big thing. So you and you know. Um, I guess dance to a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a mixed bag. Yeah. So headlining on the first day you got Blur, which makes a hell of a lot of sense. And on the next day, Prodigy. Now they're supported by Cooler Shaker and Beck. <laughs> Cooler Shaker have been mentioned two episodes in yeah, a row. They are. Maybe we should get their press agent involved. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll come back to that in a second. Um then you've got like the likes of Dodgy, Reef, Pavement. Randomly, middle of the day, Foo Fighters and Placebo. So that you know, this is um, Foo Fighters was ninety four. I want to say that they played Reading. So, and that was pretty mad. So for them not to be, I know. I guess that's probably about right for that time, maybe. But you pointed out, well, I pointed out to you that Daft Punk, yeah, headline in the dance stage, the, the dance stage, which is where they'd be. But now they headline any festival. That's 97, which was around the time they did the Alive 97 tour, which, I, again, I spoke about on yeah, the yeah, top yeah. five bands. Yeah, and the Chemical Brothers. Yeah. And both of, you know, Chemical Brothers have gone on to headline Glastonbury. Um, so it's mad that they would be on, I don't know how big the dance stage was, but mad that they're both headlining that. But then you spotted Stereophonics, second on. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the main stage. On the second stage. <laughs> and it's not like that we're massive fans of them it was just i didn't even i spotted it but i didn't even think twice and then you brought it up you yeah. said oh stereophonics so yeah and i know again after the and i guess i'm just interested in lineups especially after the reading festival episode but obviously v fest has totally changed now and in recent years they've had like the likes of rihanna beyonce loads still running it's a different name now oh. i couldn't tell you off the top of my head who it is and it might not even be going now right. but it changed its name it totally oh. changed what it was doing it became like a more of a pop festival mm. and i just think typical pop crowns aren't going to festivals i think the likes the people who might want to see rihanna headline against uh, the a2 uh, aren't they yeah they I, I don't know if they're wanting to rough it in a, a crowd for three days it's not like cream fields where you do it was, get someone like that that will play glastonbury but that's amongst everything else yeah yeah beyonce's done glastonbury yeah. you know um Kylie Minogue last year. Kylie Minogue, well, yeah, the legend slot, you know. Um, and I think, yeah, like you say, amongst other stuff, you know, and you've got Kanye West as headline Glastonbury, Jay-Z headline Glastonbury, you know. they they. But again, it's not solid. You know, Creamfields is no longer going. But that was that was dance and drugs, really. That was, <laughs> that was, your, that was your classic D&D. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's a shame because actually looking at some of the V Festival lineups over the years, in terms of like indie and rock, they are massive. I heard a story about Creamfields once. Oh, let's do you hear, want to it. hear this. Yeah, no, please do. Uh, the toilet um, like uh, blocks where obviously you know the portaloos and that. Uh, there was some vehicle that came like plugged in to suck out all the stuff from like the vat underneath. Yeah, it yeah was. good. Uh, and apparently, it, um, this is probably an urban myth. It uh, like something back, sort of backfired, and the tube went into one of the tents. 
Fucking hell. <laughs> and all the shit got, <laughs> got squirted into the tent. Let me see. Yeah, a friend of mine told me that. Let me see if He I've heard got, it from his uncle. Let me see if I've got any... Uh, Proof of this happening. No, a sound effect. <laughs> uh, oh, that sounds like it would have been... Oh, that's all I've got. Bullshit. It probably was. Anyway, no, I don't. I that prob- is literally, it probably wasn't. That is my only frame of reference for Creamfield. It's the only story I've got that I could tell. Oh, that would have been a epic fail. <laughs> epic fail. Do you want to give a shout out to the app just so people know? Well, I don't. Can they charge us for using an app? No, um, it's called it. Soundbox. <laughs> right. So before we go, I have got one more thing. This is my new segment. Which hopefully I don't have to repeat, but I can see myself repeating it again. Let me take a little sip of my drink before I start Hold this. on, it's not about me, is it? Because no. we should probably turn the mics yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. This section, I'm going to have to have a little drink before I start this, is called Vinyl Rant. He he is drinking. I see, he means actually. business. Right, let me clear my throat. <coughs> Vinyl Rant. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> what the hell... Is the deal with vinyl records that you buy that come in a sleeve and you can't get the records out? Oh, no. I've heard I recently this. purchased the 10-year anniversary version of Hold Steady, Stay Positive. Now, I'd have liked to have bought it in for a show and tell. Just quickly. Go on. And I really don't want to uh, upset I'm your flow. flow. Up your, um, do you want to do this about the Hold Steady? It's not about the Hold Steady. They they but, wouldn't have been involved in the production of this. All right, okay. Right. Hold Steady, who I love. <laughs> yeah, get that in there. Right. Stay positive. Finally, I can get it on vinyl. Free LP edition. And to be fair, the other LPs have yes, got please. bonus tracks <laughs> on, which aren't just like a live one from some gig somewhere that sounds dog rough because the recording wasn't very good. Actual B-sides, right? So it's like an extended version of the album. Sounds fantastic. It turns up. Bought it from Banquet Records. Little shout out for them there. Comes through in the post. Not damaged. In a lovely condition, which is a rarity. And I'll get onto that in a moment. <laughs> so I wanted to take it out, right, to have a look at it. And I thought maybe this is a uh, this is this could be this could be a goer for um, show and tell. We would need to dedicate a whole hour to show and tell of this final box set. Could I get the records out of the sleeve? Could I fuck? So right? why? Oh my god! Is it so? It's not. Is it um, a gatefold? It's not a gatefold because I've had some where it's Don't like two LPs. It's lovely, right? You fold it all out. You've got one front bit, a back bit, all folds out. But you've got one record one side, one the other. One is like underneath in this whole separate section in the middle. I've got to push from the back to push them all out to get them through the thing. All right, it's tough to do it without damaging. The box set, yeah, which is so nice. I'm gonna, uh, I'm not calling you out on it, okay. and I'm not um, suggesting anything, but I'm slightly more heavy-handed with my vinyl. Do you honestly think I'd struggle? I don't think you'd struggle. I think you would damage it in oh, the right, process okay. of doing it. So you don't? Oh, that's, right. Yeah, that's. I certainly wouldn't do something if I was going to damage it. I don't, so I buy second-hand records that come occasionally pre-damaged. I wouldn't do anything then 
to damage them further. But you're That'll saying this is so. It's if I'm thinking, think, there's three segments. Yeah. There's a vinyl, a vinyl, and a vinyl. One, yeah. two, three. Yeah. And, and that middle under. one is clearly oh, it's tough to get flanked yeah. by the other two. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why is that then? I don't know. Because I've got a couple of double LPs which are in one sleeve. Right. And it's just... Section two of Vinyl Rant. Oh, okay. I also bought Heim's second album, uh, Something to Tell You. It's a great record. What you got? Probably probably in my top top ten from the last decade. But we'll we'll get onto that another day. Two records in one sleeve. Struggled to get them out. Too tight. Didn't fit. Oh, no. They have to make the... Thing slightly wider. bigger it was but oh my god trying to get them out tough trying to get them back in even tougher it should have been a gatefold I, i'm trying to think of one that i've got one to hand what's my point here i guess what i'm trying to say as somebody who pressed vinyl for a period of time don't go crazy on the packaging it's the peas isn't it prior planning prevents piss Poor performance. <laughs> Piss poor packaging. Yeah, yeah. No, you it, just changed it. Honestly, um, the whole study set is very nice. Uh, but Have you listened to all three? I haven't yet. All right. <laughs> because I need to set aside you can't a week get them to out. put them back in. <laughs> right. Vinyl rant part three. There's a, it's a three part. Yeah, right. This, this is a very direct hit at labels. Stop. He's pointing at me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pressing records. And putting them in cellophane because when you press them and they go in cellophane, it makes it so tight in the production yeah. process, it bends the sleeve. Yeah. Not many do it, do they? No, lots do. do lots they? that I've been because I've been trying to catch up on some vinyl uh, lately. Some that I've missed. The old rebate came in, did it? <laughs> they actually did. <laughs> <laughs> that was like last year. Um, yeah, rant over. Yeah, we the nice ones that you can get. Right, so I'll, I'll say something positive now. I did get some from a label called or an organisation company called Music on Vinyl. Now they ship them in plastic sleeves that are sort of sealed, and you can open it, and then the record just slides out. Now there's always oh, come beautiful, perfectly, and you can keep it then in the sleeve as a protective cover. But cellophane is a no-no from me. So I'd like to do a segment that I've just added now <laughs> to sort of turn it on its heads Yeah. Um, about vinyl uh, and just give a quick shout out to Boiler Room Records. Oh, yeah. Um, nice idea. Recently opened uh, again. Uh, if you're like Liam and I, who legitimately, you know, I know we've started the podcast, so clearly we've got a passion, but from a very early age, when we were given like £5 pocket money to go to Pool, our local town, and I'm sure everyone had a local, has got a local town wherever you're listening, because we, we know we've got listeners all around. No, these uh, people all live in fields. <laughs> well, no. We used to jump on the train, uh, which was five minutes' walk from Liam's house, and head into Pool. But if we had a particular, uh, if we had more money in the old back pocket, we might venture, say, five train stops away and then walk back from the furthest train stop <laughs> via every record shop yeah we did this a few times a long route um so we'd go you know and it, it, you know it would be a whole day mm. um and boiler room was one of the ones stops w- that we'd make in pool 
And it was very much a second-hand record store. And it was very rare we found something we actually wanted, unless it was maybe a soundtrack. Well, or also, a, or, when it first opened, it had a Star Wars dedicated yeah, it shop did. at the back. Yeah, which is why like we two, typically... My two loves in one. Um, and nothing against it. It was... Over the years, the stock was very much, you know, your classic, your queen greatest hits, that black one that you can find at any car boot for £2, you know. You know, you'd get all your classics there, but nothing particularly... Yeah, I've seen it a million times, mate. We we, we used to do car boots and say, or oh, what record have you seen most of today? <laughs> you'd find it in Boiler Room, but it's been taken over... It's just been reopened, so if you're local to us... It's a dad uh, and his son, isn't it? Yeah, um, and I've been watching the videos of the new stock coming in. They've just had a couple of Bombay Bicycle Club uh, come in. They seem like they're reasonably priced, or, or as reasonable as they could be. Is it second-hand and new, or just second-hand? Second-hand and new now. Oh, okay. So there's new stock in there. I don't know if they're going a bit more like Wimborne so they Square. they might get to take part in Record Store Day. P- potentially, um... But they've, you know, they're buying stock as well from you or I if we wanted to sell them stock. So they are doing. They're catering for the second hand, which is great because you can find some stuff that is good. I I still very much champion the second hand market. Um, but yeah, it looked like that from their latest video they were getting in some decent newer stuff. Um, so I want to give them a quick shout out because, you know, a lot of record stores are shutting. So for people yeah. to invest. And to, to back that that format is great. Well, I'm glad you had that up your sleeve because it would be nice to end on a positive note. And I'll than probably message them and say, look, you've had a mention in the podcast. <laughs> Please retweet. Yeah, yeah. As should we talk about? Very quickly. So there was a comment uh, <laughs> which I think came off the back of, Tom, you're going to get another mention, mate. Um, you talked to us about our reference to Sponge and never having seen them live. Now, I don't know... I've whether, had a couple of people mention I this, by the way. I don't know whether it was Sponge's press agent, but a lady very kindly... Well, no, Sponge have now... Messaged us, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> right. Messaged us and, uh, and said uh, that uh, she was interested to know which episode it was that we were talking about Sponge on. So I, you know, obliged <laughs> and sent the link. And then I said to you, Ed, I was like... I don't know what this was about. Yeah. All we can assume is that if she is their press agent, that she wanted to hear what we'd said. Now, just to reiterate what we said, we said we liked them. We were quite big fans back in the day. But even when they played on our own doorstep, (laughs) we were too lazy to go and see them. But to be fair, that was obviously about 10, 15 years after the fact that we were in as a band. Um, So we've burnt our bridges there, I feel. So that was that. And then a few days later, Sponge liked the tweet. So there's a fair chance that they listened (laughs) to it as well. And were bitterly disappointed with what they heard. So just to turn it on its head and to finish on another positive note, we're going to do a quick episode of Top 5, Top 5 Sponge Songs. (laughs) Number one. (laughs) We've not prepared this. Kicking pigeons. So between us, we're going to see how, how good we can do. That's number five. Ooh. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. No, number five. Idols. Okay. Number four. Uh, jump on demand. Wow. That's <laughs> I I'm just trying to reel Number three. Song skanking song. Oh, very good. Yeah. Uh, number two. Lyrical content. Lyrical content. <laughs> and number one. Kicking pigeons. Kicking pigeons. So, Thank you, Sponge. So, where the... can they find you, Liam? Uh, what? Sponge? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> if they want to send you some shit. <laughs> no, where can everyone find you? Because we forgot to do this at the very beginning of the episode. It doesn't matter. Um, well, it does, because people might not have listened to this bit of shit. <laughs> they might have heard, Christ, they're mentioning Sponge again. <laughs> also, on the Sponge note, our friend uh, You've had a bath? Dan. Oh, right. Do you remember Dan Clayden? Who used yes, to, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he messaged us about Sponge and said, I've got a signed copy of one of their albums if you want it. So, if you are a Sponge fan, you know. Dan, I will be in touch. Um, oh good you'll take it will you I'll fucking take that excellent which one is it I don't know oh anyway I said that literally waiting for a reply <laughs> I'll put you in touch with Dan right okay I think that's quite enough isn't it so you were asking me sorry where people can find me yeah uh, I am at Liam Toms on Twitter Instagram and LiamToms.com and I am at Rum with Ed on Twitter and Instagram I don't have my own website. So just to give you a bit of a behind-the-scenes um, expose here, as we like to do from time to time, quite often when we finish open mics, we, we press stop after we say goodbye, and we look at each other with just a look of fear of, what the fuck have we done there? When we listen back to the episodes, they always sound a little bit more coherent than perhaps We expected. Um, so I think this might have been probably one of the most rambly ones we do, but... You never know. When we listen back, it might be clear as day. So yeah. But if you'd, like, if you'd like to let us know... <laughs> what you thought. You can honest. find us on at 2 track mind Pod. Perfect. On Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if we can, or if you can spare the time, mainly on Apple Podcasts to rate and review, the offer of a pint is still there from me. I owe one, and I'm seeing him in April. I'll probably see him before. Um, I will be purchasing his first pint, and I will be shaking his hand, and I'll be saying thank you for that review. If you don't want to leave a review, because I know what it's like, I struggle to leave reviews oh, for pressure. my favourite shows. And I'm like, oh, what do I fucking say? Good, you've just, you've just good insinuated listen. this is someone's favourite show. No. <laughs> it's, it my, it's my God favourite show. God bless you. Um, but if you like it, just rate it. We'll take the rating and subscribe. Wherever you're listening to, subscribe because it really does help. And we would appreciate that. I think we finished that fairly well. So on that note, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. See you next time.